Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'm here with Kevin Close. Hi, everybody. And Kevin has a little friend with him. I have a, the other needy dog that we have. This is Sophie. Sophie and Sam are our two friends, and we are doing something completely unique in this house. We never do this, and they're both fascinated by it. Say hi, Sophie. Say so hi, Sophie. Last week uh, you had a chance to meet Sam, this week you had a chance to meet Sophie. So obviously we are not in the studio, we are not in the regular place uh, where we record our show. We are recording this at our house. Um, we are in front of our Christmas tree for a reason. This is because we're going to talk to you about our Viking River Cruise uh, where we did the Christmas markets. So we, again I want to say this, I want to make sure people understand we are not insane. We do not have Christmas up all year long. This I is, wish. Really, Kevin would love it. This is um, strictly because we are recording this now and probably will show it at a later date, and that's why we are in front of our Christmas tree. And hopefully it puts you in the Christmas spirit as you hear about our wonderful trip. The last episode, we talked about the ship itself. We talked about a little bit of life on board, food, um, how the crew was, all that really good stuff. Now we want to focus on the ports of call we want to talk about a lot about the Christmas markets themselves because this was really the reason why we went on this trip. So we started out in Budapest. We went in a night early. Uh, we always recommend to clients on cruises you should try to go in a night early. Especially when traveling in the winter. Yep, you never know what's going to happen. Nice little buffer in case something does happen and you can um, still make the cruise. But in our situation, everything was fine. We got to our hotel in Budapest. We checked in and we had a nice evening before we actually got on the ship. Um, tell a little bit about the, the hotel. The hotel is fantastic. I did some research online and we stayed at the Sofitel in Budapest. Chain Bridge Hotel? The Chain Bridge Hotel. It's uh, across the street from where the uh, Viking cruises and other river cruises dock. So it's extremely easy to get from your hotel to the, the dock. It was very, very convenient. It also happened to be right around the corner from the Christmas market. So, which is really convenient for us. Um, we could just get below our hotel, go down two blocks around to the right, and there it was. Um, I said the hotel was fantastic. I want to step back a little bit. The whole was, hotel was in a fa fantastic location. Um, it was very, very nice. The, the folks were very nice. Our hotel room was kind of just okay. We it didn't was, ask much of this hotel either. Right. A place to crash before the right. cruise. It was serviceable and everything was fine and nothing was wrong. It wasn't like, you know, this super duper luxury hotel. It, was, it, it served its purpose. It's not what we were looking for. We were looking for a place to sleep. And uh, we got in at night and it was dark and it was, we were just hungry. So we went out and had something to eat. And then the next day we kind of uh, explored a little bit. Um, again, the Christmas market was just around the corner and we went out in that morning to find it and a couple of us, <laughs> Kevin, gave up. <laughs> it was a little cold, it was a little windy, a little jet lagged, a little jet lagged. So you actually went back to the hotel room to put your foot up and relax a little Well, we also had a pack. Right. I went back to the hotel room and packed sort of repacked so we can get ready for the cruise. I went out to the Christmas market to check it out. Um, during the day, it was wonderful. It was not crowded at all. We'll show some pictures of it. It was my first exposure to the Christmas market, so I was giddy. It was like, oh my gosh, look at all this stuff and everything is great and all this food. and Oh, it's so Christmassy and so wonderful. That night, we went back with the rest of the group 
and if it was exponentially busier. Everybody in Hungary was in Budapest. Exactly. <laughs> this is going to be a theme at each of the markets. Some of them are enormous. Some of them are just huge and kind of unwieldy when it's that crowded. We were also, it's, it was a weekend. We found the markets on the weekend were much more crowded than the markets during the week. So it was, um, it was fun. We had a good time, but we kind of gave up a little easy. We kind of said, listen, we can't put up with this crowd. We just can't manage this crowd. So now something to say about Viking cruises, Viking cruises depend, uh, allow you on the ship much earlier. You kind of, when you're taking a river cruise, you kind of have to wash your brain of an ocean cruise. They don't work the same way. We were allowed to put our luggage on the ship at 11 o'clock in the morning. Right. Now the rooms were not guaranteed till one or two. Something like that, yeah. But you were allowed to leave your stuff, your stuff was safe, and you were allowed to go out and visit. Yeah, I think I skipped that point, didn't I? The next day was actually we went to the ship. And stayed in Budapest. Got on the ship because it, the, the boat overnighted in Budapest. We went to the market that evening and... Actually, the, the ship left very late that night. Oh my gosh, I got it all wrong. I, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to keep track. We did leave Budapest that night. We were not there the next morning because we had a little bit of oh, a right, ways to right, go. Right, right. It was like almost but so we traveled that night. So again, that, that day was getting on the ship getting our luggage on the ship. Uh, we actually had access to our stateroom and it was wonderful, but then we went out and did a little bit in the city. And again, the, the Christmas markets are incredible. They're fantastic. They're almost sensory overload to a certain extent. And I think because this was our first one, it was like sensory overload. It was like, there's too much to do and see and what are we gonna do? And again, for those of you who didn't watch the last show, that's Sophie playing with a toy just as I speak. Um, one of the things that we had read about beforehand and decided that we would enjoy was we had read about people collecting the mugs from each of the markets. And a very popular thing in the Christmas markets are stands that sell Glühwein, which is a warm spiced wine. They also have other things. They have hot chocolate, they have fruit punch. But Glühwein is, I might be saying that wrong, I'm sure we are. I'm sure we are. We're going to say um, a lot of things wrong, so let's just put that out there now. I'm going to hold one up. Each of the markets has a mug. Um, this one happens to be from Nuremberg. It's the first one I grabbed. But all of the mugs are different. And here's one that looks like a boot. And this one is from... Sure. I think that's from... Um... Let me see. So, it was from one of the markets. <laughs> what does it say inside? I, I can't read it. All right. It's dark. Um, so what we did was we had made a decision to buy one of these mugs at each of the stops. Now we don't drink, I don't drink Glühwein. John doesn't drink Glühwein. They did offer non-alcoholic versions for kids. There was a punch. We tried it, it was good, but I think we were really out, out for the mugs. And what I really thought was cool was we didn't get one in Budapest because they didn't have them. But when we did get them, the nice thing was they were very inexpensive. One, two euros, two maybe. Euros. So, you know, I think the, the big seller was what you put into it. So just buying the mug was nice. So, we have quite a few of them. So moving on, the next day was Vienna. I loved Vienna. Vienna was incredible. Now, um, in Vienna, 
We took a cab to some place. Where did we go in Vienna? I can't hear you. <laughs> the main shopping area. We did the main shopping area, which our destination was Louis Vuitton, yeah, as we do. Um, High-end shopping. Uh, it was actually a lot of fun. It was great to walk around and, and see that area as well. And we spent quite a bit of time there, but I really wanted to see the Christmas markets. This is why I'm here. This is why we're going to each, each of these locations. So we, shoot. We walked to the Christmas market and we walked around for a while and we decided that our group was going, as long as we were in Vienna, we were going to go to the Hotel Soccer and get the famous soccer tour. Soccer, S-A-C-H-E-R. Vienna is known for this tour. So we got out our camera, our maps on our phones, and they decided it was a seven minute walk. We all decided, okay, we could do a seven minute walk. The Von Trapps walked less getting out of Germany. <laughs> we finally got to the Hotel Soccer, and there was a four and a half hour wait. So we decided that we were going to go someplace and have something to eat that was very close to there. And we found a restaurant. It was the only Texas barbecue restaurant in Vienna. And we all ended up going in there. However, the temperature was much nicer inside. The tables were comfortable, and they actually served. Um, the food was good. We had Austrian schnitzel. food, so everybody had their Austrian meal. Yes. But it was actually a Texas barbecue restaurant. And then what happened was, from there, we went to the big market um, in Vienna. Uh, we went to a smaller one first. Right. And this was again the big one. This was in the big square. There was a beautiful church. Um, the sun is setting, so the lights are coming up. It was really, really special. I, I enjoyed that one a lot, but I think at that point of the day, we were so tired that we just couldn't do a lot of it. Because you made me walk across Vienna. I did, I made you walk across Vienna. One of the things we noticed, and it was, it made you feel safe and weird at the same time. Uh, all of the entrances to the Christmas markets now have some sort of vehicle parked across the entrance. Uh, world events, I'm sure, have made this happen. Uh, there was also more security, armed security at each of the markets. And part of, come here. Part of that made us feel better, and part of it made it feel, you kind of looked at it like, um, I'm sorry that this needs to be here. Right. So, but I, we felt secure in every place we went. Talking a little bit about what is available at these markets, a lot of the markets have similar items. There's definitely a lot of Christmas ornaments. That's their big thing. There's Christmas decorations. And you so, can buy Christmas ornaments uh, personalized or specific to the location you're in. Right. Some of them were look like they might have been mass produced. Mm -hmm. Some were the same from market to market, but you could definitely find uh, craftsman stuff. But there were, yeah, there were definitely craft people there making individual things, and there's leather goods leather and candles goods. and food. Food is also a big thing. If you're hungry, this is the place to go. One of the, the things that happened during this trip was it seemed like we always went to these markets after we had eaten. So it was kind of like, oh, I wish I was hungry because everything looked and smelled so good. Um, something especially smelling good was something called a chimney cake. And a chimney cake is a round, hollow pastry that they put on a spit and they roast over an open fire. So as you walk by, the smell of cinnamon and nutmeg 
it's incredible. Everybody stops and gets one. Yeah. This seems to be sort of what folks were doing was they were going to the markets to eat. There are tables set up so you can stand up and eat and enjoy your food. And a lot of people are carrying their food around with them. Kevin thinks he saw a man eat four hot dogs. <laughs> he went back and forth four times. <laughs> there's also there's also things set up that kind of remind you of a beer garden, where um, there's alcohol being served. These are lively, lively markets, and they're usually in in front of city hall or in front of a cathedral. These are in spectacular locations. Next up, next day, we went to a town called Krems. Now, Krems did not have a Christmas market. Krems was a very, very small town, and the draw there was there was an abbey, mm -hmm. and that was the group shore excursion. Folks went to this abbey where they made wine. Apparently, there was wine tasting and drinking and dancing. and Dancing with monks. Dancing with the monks. We did not go. We were in Krems for half a day. Right. It was a very short day. But some of us ventured out into Krems. And again, what's really nice is the boat docks. And then there's a little dock that goes across into the town. And it's a short walk. And we found cute little stores. And we found a bakery. And it was just, it was a really nice day for us. We just... When it was very, very cold. Was that very day. cold that day for sure. But it was fun. It was a fun day. We didn't feel any need to go to the Abbey, uh, but a lot of folks in our group did, and they had a good time. A lot of folks came back with bags of wine. So apparently, they were the monks were good salespeople. There were bottles in the bags. It wasn't there a bag was of wine. Uh, our next stop was Passau. Mm -hmm. Passau. Um, one of the things that the <laughs> I might have to take that away from her. One of the things that the concierge gentleman told us and told me in advance was that Passau offered a, an excursion that was a walking tour, so it would have been too strenuous for our group, and there wasn't a lot to do in Passau. So the big excursion is everybody gets on the, bu on the bus and goes out to Salzburg. So we asked about this excursion, and he said it was a two and a half hour bus ride with no stops and no bathroom breaks. And we decided that um, that wasn't going to be convenient for our group. So we actually hired a, turned out to be a small van, a van and a driver and a guide for the day. And 10 of us, eight of us, how many of us? 10. 10 of us went in this van. The nice thing was um, we had an opportunity to stop when we wanted to stop, use the restroom. A smile stop. Well, she called it a smile stop. Um, we, she was very, very informative. Our guide was very informative, so she would tell us the things we saw along the way. But really, our our goal was to get to Salzburg to see that. Um, we stopped just outside of town because the buses couldn't get into town. It's, um, it's a historic district. It's a walking district for the most part. Some of our group walked in. Some of our group took cabs in to avoid the long walk. We decided that one of the first things we would do is after taking a sort of mini bus tour and looking around Salzburg, is we would go have lunch. And I think this is my only regret about Salzburg. We allowed our guide to pick our restaurant and I don't think we were specific enough with her. She picked one of the loveliest restaurants. It was called the Blue Goose. So good. And the food was excellent, but lunch took two and a half hours. Right. So unfortunately that took time out of our day. But uh, there was some shopping involved. There, there might have been a Louis Vuitton there as well. Not me. Wasn't me. And then uh, we got back on our minivan, our little group van, and we went out to the Christmas market. Um, 
which in encompassing all of them and in hindsight, this Christmas market was actually our favorite. It wasn't the biggest, it wasn't the flashiest, However, it was just beautiful. And it was set up, again, by a church. It was lovely. Square. It wasn't my favorite, but it was lovely. I thought this was your favorite. No, it was, was coming up to my favorite. Oh, I was saying. I thought this was your favorite. Oh this is also very large. And they're daunting. Um, oh, and especially right. trying to keep 10 people in one place. Um, you realize very quickly that that doesn't work and tell everybody where the van's going to pick us up and they all have to be there then. And everybody was. But these are... These are big markets. One of the things about this market I remember is we thought we had done it all, and then we realized there was a whole back section mm -hmm. that we hadn't been to. So I, I, you're, I apologize, you're right. This was not the one that we thought was the best, but we really enjoyed this one very much. We got um, to see some of the sites. We got to see the Abbey where Maria was. We got to see the, uh, the park where the, uh, it was, park was filled with snow, but we got to see the park where the gazebo is. We, it, was, it was lovely. We got to see a mini Sound of Music tour. The other thing that happened in this market was um, the gentleman who we bought a picture from. I tell that story? John and I try and buy a small piece of artwork. Nothing expensive. But we've got stuff all over the house from different places we've been. And I found a little man doing a little pen and ink, pen, excuse me, pen and ink sketches of Salzburg. So I got talking to him and his name was Igor. And Igor was a Russian immigrant. And Igor became our best friend. He, he hugged us, he gave us kisses on the cheek. He told us he was so happy to meet us. Next time he was coming to the United States, he was going to look for us. If we ever came back to Austria, give him a call. I think we spent 10 or 15 minutes talking to Igor, and if I could have talked him into coming with us, I would. He was just this lovely, was, lovely man. It was a lot of fun. It was a great encounter. Mm, he was fun. This was one of the stops where the boat itself moved. In, a, in the previous show, we talked about how during the day, the boat might dock in one location, stay for a little while, and then move to a second location. What that does is that opens up the dock for the next river cruise. And that happened at this stop. Um, so coming back from our day out, on our private excursion, we had to go to the next location, the next dock, and we were running a little bit late. And it was a we ran into a great deal of traffic. Yeah. Uh, no fault of our own, the driver or the guide. It was just, we ran into a great deal of traffic, and we were supposed to be back by 7 o'clock, and all of us were sitting on the van watching the time click away, and the, the guide was in contact with the ship, and every five minutes they would call and ask where we were. And by the time we got back, the ship waited for us. However, it was like 20 minutes after seven, and I think every officer from the ship was standing on the dock waiting for us to show up. I will say this, the good part was, after we were on and settled in, they did ask for one of the staterooms to come up and identify that they were on the ship, so I feel like we were Yeah, we weren't the last we one. The other nice thing they did was they held dinner for us. Yeah. It was really, they're really, really good about this stuff like this. And I just want to clarify too, not all of us on the bus was worried about uh, getting back in time. One person was asleep and snoring. Wasn't me. It wasn't Kevin. It was funny, actually. So that was a great day. I really enjoyed that day a lot. We had a lot of fun that day. It was tiring. Oh my gosh, we're so excited. We were going for a long, it, now it's four hours of travel time, plus whatever we did during the day. Right. Our next stop is Regensburg. This was my favorite. Regensburg, the ship docked 
close enough that you could walk to the market. I actually walked to the market with a bunch of folks. Uh, it was a, a lovely walk. It was pleasant. It was nice to see a little bit of the town along the way. This was the also river. the day that we had freezing rain that morning. Yeah. Um, one of the concerns was we had docked and looked off the onto the where the, the boat was positioned and we would walk onto and there was a slush and ice and we were concerned that perhaps it was a little dangerous but i'm glad we we also were concerned that the weather was going to um, get worse right uh but the other nice thing was uh kevin and someone else actually a couple other folks were able to get a cab so a cab came right to the boat literally right where the boat ramp was kevin walked off the boat and got in a cab and drove to the market and we met him for that this was my favorite. This was in the cathedral courtyard. It was surrounded by city buildings of Regensburg. Regensburg is not a huge town. This felt like I was at a local event. Uh, Austria, or um, Hungary, Budapest, and Vienna. These were big markets. This was a country celebration. The whole country, I think, was there. Regensburg seemed to be much smaller. It seemed much more um, intimate. It was, it was my favorite. It was, it's the feeling, I enjoyed the feeling at Regensburg the best. Regensburg to me felt like what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. The first couple of markets were so big and a little bit overwhelming that I thought, well, this isn't really what, I thought it was gonna be a little more, like Kevin said, country market-ish, but this one really, really was well. We got to see all of the Regensburg market. That should give you an indication. Um, and again, some of the usual stuff they had other places. They had ornaments and decorations, uh, lots of food. A big thing is the, what they call towers, made out of wood. There be a little candle and things spun and little men. You've all around. seen them. They're made out of like balsa wood and they have cutouts. And they usually have little propellers on them or windmills. And you light a candle under the windmill and the heat rising makes the windmill turn and they went from the very simplest things to things that were four and five feet tall so these were a big souvenir for a lot of our folks they, they because they they they're given to you flat and you have to put them together and um ended our day there it was wonderful we had a great time again i think i enjoyed this the most because it was so convenient it's what I thought every stop was going to be. It was going to be walk, getting off the ship and walking a few feet or a few blocks and getting to the market. So I really enjoyed that very, very much. Um, next stop is Nuremberg. Now, no, is that not, really the last one? Yep, that's really the last one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, there's a couple of smaller things in, the, in between because you move from one place to another and that sort of thing. But Nuremberg is the next stop where um, there's a Christmas market. And um, for this one, remind me, did we take... Um, we did take a cab. I think we actually took the um, provided transportation. That's right, we did. Uh, the bus provided transportation to the market that day. So we took the ship's transportation to the market and took our own back home, back to the ship. Because the ship was, there was a scheduled time. But now in Nuremberg, the ship docks early in the day and overnights in Nuremberg because that's your last stop. You have all night to be out. Um, you have to be out of your room by 9 a.m. the next morning, but you literally had all day and all night in Nuremberg to do as you wanted. The Nuremberg market was huge. 
Uh, one of the reasons why we made the decision not to take the ship's transportation back was, as we were walking through the market, we realized it was going to take us that much longer to get back to where we had to meet the bus. So we decided we would go on into the market and try to find a taxi. I would explain that many of the markets are contained by City Hall, the cathedral. They're all in one location. It's sometimes a large location, but they're all in like a town square. In Nuremberg, there's a whole section of the city and the Christmas markets go in every possible direction. There's a children's Christmas market. Um, there's a sports Christmas market where everything is sports themed. And then they had what they called sister city, the sister cities market. And these are cities that have become sister cities with Nuremberg across the world. There was Scotland, there was um, a town in Chile, I apologize, I don't remember. Was it Atlanta, one of them? Atlanta. And everything at the Atlanta booth in Nuremberg, Germany, had to do with Coke products. So it was it was great fun, but it was... It was a huge There was no way... Yeah. I mean, unless you, left, unless you left breadcrumbs, it was very difficult to find your way back because you had twisted and turned so many times. Um, also, the ship was moving that day. So it was one of those things where we were kind of, we wanted to, we wanted to spend more time, so we decided to do our own transportation back. Uh, now this was a, uh, a market where there was something special that we wanted. Kevin talked about watching the Viking River Cruise video hundreds of times. And one of the things she talks about, the woman who does the video, she talks about getting prune people. She has a very, she's a very, British woman and she's got a beautiful accent, but she talks about the fact that you have to go, when you're in Nuremberg, you have to buy a prune person. That everybody in Nuremberg buys a prune person. So I decided that I was coming home with a prune person. And also, it sort of became sort of this thing within our group. Well, I want a prune person too. Me too, I want a prune person. Well, I want only the best prune well, people. There was one of our group who had never heard of a prune person until the stop before Nuremberg. And then she decided she not only wanted prune people, but she only wanted the best prune people. We're talking about you, Chandra. Um, so John asked, because Nuremberg is huge and there are different directions you can go in. We could have spent hours looking for the prune people. So John asked, if somebody knew where the prune person I was. Tried to find, I tried to find a young person because I thought they might have the best English and um, might just help me out better. We'd be able to communicate better. So they finally realized that in Nuremberg they don't call them prune people, they call them plum people. And he told John it was going to be by the big gold water. So we walked around for quite a while, seeing if we could figure out what the big gold water was, and lo and behold, there is probably a two-story gold fountain right in front of the church or the cathedral, and all around the base of it are vendors selling prune people. Now, I am going to hold it up. This is one of the ones we, well, the one we bought. It's a, a little man, and his body and arms and legs are made out of dried and treated prunes in Nuremberg are called plums and his face is a walnut and the story goes that there was a, a gentleman who made these as Christmas presents because he couldn't afford Christmas presents for his children so he made dolls for them out of the only things he had and that was dried fruit and walnuts and scraps of material so 
we everybody decided they were going to buy one of the prune people and i have to tell you i, I absolutely love him and it was i'm gonna guess he was eight euros and they come in every conceivable incarnation there's doctors there's lawyers occupational prune there's people. occupational there's family prune people there's nativity set prune people by the time we got to nuremberg souvenir space in the luggage was that a premium was, it was kind of if you buy something something else has to go so everybody was limited to the number of prune people you could buy but it was it was worth it and if you go to nuremberg first of all you have to watch the video she's going to make you want to buy a prune person and you can find them by the big gold water um Part of our day here was, as I mentioned, we wanted to stay longer, we wanted to experience this market longer, so it took us into lunch. And I don't know how you found it. We were, it was not far from where the prune people yeah. was. By that time, we were all cold. We were all ready to sit down. That's one of the things about the Christmas markets. There aren't a lot of places to sit. There's not a lot of places to sit and eat. Tables are standing tables. The beer gardens are standing room only. So we were looking for warmth, food, and a place, a comfortable place to sit. And as we turned a corner, there was a restaurant right across from us called Bratwurst Roselstein? Rosenstein? I think it was Roselstein. And the word Bratwurst was in the title. So I thought, I would love to find German food. In Vienna, we found a Texas barbecue. I really would like to find a good German restaurant. So we walked over and we walked in and everybody's mouth dropped open. This was a large German restaurant. I would describe it as like a German Oktoberfest beer hall. Yeah, it was community tables. Yeah, big tables where you, they would sit you and you had the possibility of sitting with other people. Not as scary as it sounds. Trust me, take it from me. And I fell in love. The waitresses all had on um, Dirndls and the guys all had on Lederhosen and there was an oompa band over in the corner. It was just lively and warm and lovely. The food was spectacular. The food, the food was so good. They talked about it. It was a, a pork shoulder. Yep. And it I have pictures. We'll show the food. The food was unbelievable. Pork shoulder as big as two of my fists. It was gigantic. One of the things we learned very quickly was that the portions were big enough to share. We had each gotten some of the, um, a meal with a side order of red cabbage, and one side order of red cabbage would have served the five of us. You got something in, um, you got something in gingerbread sauce. I got sauerbraten. It's um, a beef dish that they let cook for hours, Crazy. and it came braised for hours, so it's really tender. And it came in a gingerbread sauce, a nice dark brown gravy with a little gingerbread flavor to it. I'm embarrassed to tell you, I, I easily could have licked the plate. Um, so good that we had um, spent an extra day in Nuremberg. That was the end of our cruise. We decided to stay an extra day, and we actually went back to that restaurant again. The reason we stayed an extra night in Nuremberg and didn't leave as soon as the cruise was over was when we were booking airfare, there were several of us, and for John and I, we saved $1,000 off our airfare. That excited Sam and Sophie. That was somebody's walking down the street. 
um, we saved $1,000 by staying an extra night. And instead of leaving on Saturday, leaving on Sunday, we found a hotel for $140, 140 euros a night. So we still saved a great deal. So we had an extra night in Nuremberg. And one of the things that was at the top of my list was we went back to this restaurant. It was great. We did this Christmas markets again. We went back to that restaurant again. It was a really, really nice way to end our trip. Um, it's a great trick, by the way, a great tip. When you're flying to or from someplace and you're finding airfare that seems a little high, look about adding a day in either direction. That's especially true if you're looking to travel on a weekend. If you can leave on a non-weekend day, you can usually save some money. And I just have to say, a lot of the folks on our trip, the end of the trip, they're ready to go home. Mm -hmm. Typical what happens, you're on for a long time and you're away from your house. I wasn't feeling well for a good portion of our trip. So when our cruise ended, I wanted to go again. I thought it was really great. And it really was... We're sitting on the ship in Nuremberg and he says, do you want to see if this room is available to go the <laughs> other way? the other way. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, only because I wasn't feeling great. I did everything and I enjoyed everything, but I felt like I could go again. It also is, if you are lacking Christmas spirit, <laughs> this will put you in the Christmas spirit. It certainly this is, is an injection. Right, it certainly is Christmassy and wonderful. And again, knowing each of the markets and where they're located, and the way to get there and get out the easiest made me want to do this trip again. I think we will definitely do the Christmas markets again. I would definitely do it again just for the Christmas spirit. I don't need to collect the mugs a second time. Right. And we have, we actually have Rubbermaid tubs of ornaments that didn't fit on our Christmas tree. So I wouldn't feel the need to go back and restock Christmas ornaments, but I could go back and soak up the Christmas flavor at each of these markets. There were also some Christmas uh, decorations and tchotchkes that I would go back and look for again. Some things that were uh, a little bit unusual rather than uh, the usual Christmas tree stuff and things like that. So great cruise, great opportunity. Uh, again, if you want to do this, contact Kevin, Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. I don't usually say this. You should want to do this. Yeah, this is, this was an incredible trip. Um, Go to the Viking website and look for the Christmas markets video and then give me your credit card. Exactly. So we enjoyed it. We had a great time. We really, really, really liked it. Um, I would do it again. And I think Kevin would as well. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. And Before you stop, uh -oh. I have to say one more thing. Uh -oh, go ahead. This does this. You can't do the Christmas markets over the actual Christmas holiday. Most of them end the 20th, 21st of December. The Christmas markets are over. Because you got to remember, the Christmas markets are for locals to buy their Christmas stuff. Christmas presents, Christmas right. decorations. So it doesn't make any sense for these to be open December 24th or 25th. This they, is not a Disney thing. Right. They've already gotten their stuff. So good point. Sorry. So again, something you should consider. Wait, one, there's one more thing. I'm going to just explode. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> wonderful opportunity. Great cruise to do. Uh, we had a great time. I would do it again. So something to consider for sure. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation.